Hello and welcome to another episode of the Successful Home Ownership Show with your host Richard McKenzie of First Inspection Services. Thanks for joining today. I'm titling the the uh, this episode DIY or Realtor. Which one are you going to use? In other words, are you going to DIY it to sell your house or to buy your house? Or are you going to use a real estate agent? So, there are pros and cons of each one. And I'm going to cover those. And I'm just going to kind of make the case that I would suggest pretty strongly that you do use a real estate agent. And hopefully by the end of this episode, I will have discussed enough factors to help you make that decision about using a real estate agent versus doing it yourself. So first things first, why would you want to do it yourself? Of course you would want to save money, that being uh, perhaps there's a 2, 3, 4, 5, 6%. Uh, there are some of those uh, real estate companies that do just the listing for a set price. Maybe it's a 1% or 1500 or limited um, limited engagement, those sorts of things. That's all fine and good, but there are really a lot of distinct advantages in using a real estate agent. First and foremost, they do have to follow a code of ethics. They are licensed, in our case, in the state of Ohio. They have to follow that set of ethics, which strongly falls around the principle of a fiduciary. What is a fiduciary? That is a person who looks out for your best interests in that transaction, especially monetarily. So that is a very strong case to use somebody who is looking out for your best interest. Of course, when you're doing it yourself, you are looking out for your best interest. However, there are blind spots, especially if you fall in love with the house that has some significant issues that a real estate agent who generally is trained in the trade and has experience with looking at houses, price points and so forth, who can point those things out to you before you get into trouble. So let's go down that path a little bit about pricing. Pricing expertise. There are, of course, appraisals, and then there are just price analyses that realtors do, and they do those well. And that is to say, if you are establishing with your real estate agent what your out-of-pocket limit is, and I've covered this in other episodes, you want to stick to that out-of-pocket limit. You do not want to violate that. That's how you get in trouble with yourself, your significant other. For example, if your out-of-pocket limit is $2,500 to spend on things that are not covered after you get a home inspection that you end up fixing yourself, what if it's basically putting blinds on 22 windows and you decide to use the more expensive PVC thicker uh, shade type blinds that really block out light well those are going to be a lot more expensive than the ten dollar per window blinds that may cover close to that twenty five hundred bucks right there maybe not but you know what I'm saying so price point is important and your realtor is going to know what the appropriate price is for that house 
in that neighborhood of that style square footage one bathroom two bathroom three bathroom four bathroom whatever it may be the equivalencies that you're comparing it to and also condition of the house this is very important just because you have a house that let's say is listed for 175,000 and you see some other houses that are listed for 100 and say 85,000 so it looks like a great deal but your realtor looks around and sees that it has an air conditioner that is puke green color which means it's really old and the furnace may be something like a Williamson which is really old they don't make Williamson's any, anymore, there's a hint. And a few other items, maybe the roof looks seriously old, or the appliances in the kitchen are very, very dated. Then that, just because it's 10 grand less, at some point you're going to need to replace the kitchen appliances. Those are going to add up. Do you really want to deal with needing a new air conditioner and a new furnace right away? Maybe that's 7 grand right there by themselves. So your realtor is going to be able to see these things and help you settle on a house to have that house inspected. Yeah, you can certainly see some of these things searching the internet and so forth, and maybe you are very good at screening out houses. But when it comes to that price point, we're going to go further down this path. Let's say you make a contract on that house. Oh, and by the way, yes, the contracts do exist on the internet. You can print them out. But your realtor is going to know how to go about that negotiation with the other agent involved. Or even if it is a for sale by owner, and you're a for sale by owner, you going with a for sale by owner with nobody guiding either one of you can be pretty tricky and can get you into trouble. Also, if you're going against a for sale by owner and you're represented by a realtor, that person is certainly going to be well-versed in that negotiation process. How many days you have to get further valuations or estimates on things? What are the appropriate things to ask for to be repaired? And what things in this market, in this kind of timing, and in this sort of negotiation, you may not want to be able to ask for everything. And your realtor will be able to guide you through having a pulse on the market of houses in this price point of this style etc in what things you can ask for what things are going to basically say make the other party say nah we want to take the other offer so again negotiation and price points for the house are very very important your realtor is also going to be very well connected excuse me got a little bit of allergies and when I say well connected I mean with other people in the profession other brokerages and be able to know who to call to get to see those particular houses that you want to see in your niche of the style you want of the price point you want and have better access that is very important and also, with your realtor, they're going to know the process extremely well. When I say process, we've talked about the negotiation for 
price points, we've talked about out-of-pocket limit, we've talked about how connected realtors are with other people in the profession. Lenders, appraisers, uh, different people for different repairs that might be needed on the house. How to, again, the different back and forth with the negotiation and when to counter offer, when to say this is okay, and how to take the emotion out of it and manage that emotion. That's very important. So with that, I highly recommend, again, using a real estate agent for this transaction. So let's talk a little bit about the emotion also. Managing emotions. A real estate transaction is going to be an emotional process. Uh, there's no perfect mathematical formula that can tell you this is the right time to buy a house. It's either you're going to buy a house because you want a house or you're not going to want a, or or you're not going to get a house because you don't want to get a house at that particular time. And there's no perfect time for it. You just know when it's right and if you want to get the house then you get the house. And it's pretty much as simple as that. Managing the emotions through the process is very important. And realtors know how to read people's emotions through that process. When to give positive strokes. When to kind of act like a babysitter. Uh, when to push back. When to say no. When to give you some advice and when to just let a little bit of the, the line out on the fishing line, so to speak, and let you do that by yourself. All of those things over time, they get honed on how to do that and how to read people. And that's a very important skill because, again, it's a very emotional process. So, um, with that, let's talk about weaving and navigating the process through the offer and the paperwork. There's a lot of paperwork. And I think pretty much every realtor out there, if there's any in the audience, will agree with this, that there seems to be a new form to fill out about every week. There's more procedures, more oversight stricter regulations and so forth and that doesn't seem to be changing so navigating through that is something is a skill set that they bring to the table they have meetings in their brokerages that talk about these things they have continuing education classes that they have to take every year to keep their license intact those aren't typically fluff classes those are classes that educate them through the laws of real estate uh, all the different skill sets involved with it, and they have to keep up that license to be what? To be that fiduciary looking out for your best interest. And there are fines when they don't do that. So there is an added incentive. They would certainly like to see the transaction go to the closing table so they can get paid. And to do that, they have an added incentive to look out for your best interest because if they don't treat you well, then certainly they're not, you're not going to recommend them to somebody else. So how they treat you is all part of this process as well. And again, I talk about uh, the ethics fines. There are fines in each state um, uh, for people who don't keep their license on good standing or do something that is out of line ethically. So there is a lot of added incentive for them to look out for your best interest. That can't be impressed, impressed upon enough. Um, so there are so many different added things that a realtor brings to the table. So ultimately, you're talking about how much risk do you want to take on as a do-it-yourselfer versus, sure, it costs you a little bit of money off the transaction, 
to do a use this transaction with a real estate agent but ultimately you're going to have a much lower stress transaction and time of it if you use a realtor so talk to your friends who did they use as a realtor where can you get some names of realtors um, there's certainly a lot of them on the internet but I highly recommend you using a referral a verbal referral or a friend or somebody else like that and look if you're in a particular neighborhood and you want a house in that neighborhood then look at the sign look at the signs of the people who generally are listing the properties in that area and talk to them also um, but again uh, you want somebody with a good track record somebody who knows what they're doing and the best way to do that is by talking to friends who had good experiences with a particular agent and you probably like I say for home inspection interview two or three don't just go with the first name you get interview them they you want to click with that person and if you're going to be spending a lot of time with that person which you are in buying a house then you want to make a good decision because it could take you at least several days probably several weeks to get through that process depending on how picky somebody is about finding that right house um, so if you're going to be spending a lot of time with somebody then it's worth investing the time to pick the right person but definitely definitely if you take the scales and weigh the two the benefits of using a real estate agent vastly outweigh the benefits of doing it yourself so with that said Thank you for listening to another episode of the Successful Home Ownership Show with Richard McKenzie. And I look forward to the next time that we spend together in the next episode. Until then, thank you for listening.